I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he is expecting to wake up. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. What's going on, you Welcome back to Conspiracies, Fear, and Mysteries Podcast. And today is the 17th, Friday the 17th. I know because I had to go to my kid's school and sign some papers. And I didn't know the date, and the teacher told me. So, anyway. Which, by the way, well, before I even go on, the teacher, his teacher is... This is, a, this is, I know, bad dad, but my wife is usually the one that goes to the school. His teacher, and I'm sorry, she's she's really nice. You know, the I mean, kid doesn't complain about it. No one of the kids do. She's doing her job. She's like, oh, he's passing. He's doing great. She gave me a little sticky note with all his grades. Um, He's in first grade. He's going to second. And um, But she has, like, no sense of humor because she had to, like, first of all, her she was, like, really dry, no smile, right? And then, like, I mean, I don't know if she's always like that. So I don't want to, I don't know what's going on in her personal life. So I'm not going to make too much fun of her. But we did go, I went in and, you know, because she wrote us an email saying, hey, you guys have to come in and sign some papers. We did, But she wouldn't tell us what it was. It was just some papers saying that we're following, that uh, every parent had a sign and saying they're following rules or something. So anyway, I go in and since I didn't know what papers I was signing, I said, oh, are we signing them up for the military finally? And she was just like, no, no, this is for uh, making sure that he's following the rules. Like real serious. I was like, all right, all right. She didn't, she didn't get my, she doesn't get my sense of humor. But whatever, that's fine. Anyway, so I also have my. I finally got the balls to start my narration YouTube channel where I narrate stories. I read scary stories all the time. I have an app. I got like three or four apps where they just give me a bunch of bunches and bunches of scary stories. And I decided, you know what, let me start narrating. You know, so I narrated, I edited real nice, and I put some music in the back. You know, there's a picture there so you to look at. It's not any moving stuff. It's not videos. It is videos on YouTube, but it's, you know, it's just a narration. And I follow a bunch of narration pages. I listen to, that's mostly what I listen to on YouTube. You know, I'm uh, I love scary stuff. Sorry about that sound. I'm over here hitting the microphone like it's going out of style. Um, Oh, that sounds bad. But anyway, so go follow that, man. It's called Creepy Cigar. Creepy Cigar. And that's because I'm Cigar Ralphie and Cigar This and Cigar That. You know I love cigars. So I just stuck with the cigar brand, you know, the cigar branding of my name and all that good stuff. But anyway... Today I wanted to talk about some. I think I spoke about this guy, and I actually spoke about him on my before I had this uh, podcast. You know, conspiracy, fear, mysteries. You know, obviously I have my other podcast, which I still do, which is just regular me talking about regular life. Um, I think I spoke about it there. Like, oh man, I got so many episodes. Like last year, I think I did. I because I I, I, I I know this guy. I remember him. I don't know him personally, thank God, but I remember this particular guy or killer, whatever you want to call him, this particular sick individual that we're talking about. But I want to talk about him again, and on this podcast, in case for the people who don't know, who may have not, who don't know him, 
And we're talking about Joe, the cannibal Metheny. Joe Metheny. We call him the cannibal. Why? Yes, you know what cannibalism is. But he's a special kind of cannibal. He's a special kind. I don't think he ate his victims. He fed them to other humans. There was a, I believe it was a Twilight Zone episode about this. It was a, um, it was a, a, uh, coincidentally, my first narration, the story has to do with something like this. If you go listen to it on YouTube, coincidentally, I just happened to stumble upon this. But there was a Twilight Zone episode where there was a, I think it was I think it was Twilight Zone or Creep. I watch all those anthology shows. I love anthologies. And it was an episode of let's say Tales from the Crypt. I want to say Tales from the Crypt, but it could have been Creep Show or it could have been um Amazing Story. One on one of them. And the thing was it was a owner of a diner. Now the diner was doing bad. Um, you know, it was doing bad, it wasn't selling anything, blah blah blah. And uh, there was this guy uh, in the beginning. It was a guy who wanted to collect money. He's like, hey, you got to give us money or we're taking the diner. We're taking everything you have, blah, blah, blah. He's then the third. They get into a scuffle, the owner, whatever. He kills him. Him and his wife kill the owner. And, you know, in, during the scuffle, and they're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do with the body? We got to get rid of it, blah, blah, blah. He's then the third, yada, 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 yada. It was something to that extent. Well, anyway, the thing is, they put him in the freezer, and they're like, we got to finish this body up. So they start cutting the meat off the body and making steaks out of it, right? So they're, they're serving these steak and eggs in their diner, but not, now the diner's booming. Business is booming because somebody tasted it. They, they told somebody else who told somebody else, and they had these lovely steak and eggs that were delicious, but they were made from human meat. Nobody knew. And... um. The thing was, they, they started running out of me, so they had to start killing more people, blah, 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 this and third, and in the end, like, uh, I don't remember exactly how it ended. I think it was like he had to either he killed his wife or they killed him and cooked. It was something, you know, those twists. I can't remember exactly how it was, but it was something similar, very similar to this. So this guy, Joe Metheny, and he's a very scary looking dude, a huge guy. This guy was big, fat. He was obese, but he was just scary, very scary looking. Um, He used to, he killed these women. I think it was two or three women, whatever. And he took their meat, put it in a burger. Two women, one got away. That's how he got caught. And he put them in the meat. And he, and he sold it. He sold the burgers and he sold uh, pulled pork, I believe it was. So, let me read this. Uh, this is from... The Sun, Co. UK, whatever. Co. UK. The Sun. Co. UK. It says, "Meet the man whose sick murder spree horrified America." Joe the Cannibal Metheny, morbidly obese and with a bloodlust few have rivaled. Metheny has admitted to at least eight murders dating back to 1976. But it is what he did with the victims of the death that was truly shock. That would that will truly shock you. In 1995, he lured prostitutes Ann Magaziner, 45, and Kimberly Spicer. At 45, you shouldn't be prostituting anymore. You should you should be retired. <laughs> I'm sorry, this isn't funny. And uh, Kimberly Spicer, 26, to his trailer before stabbing and strangling them. Two at the same time. No joke, no joke. He then dismembered their corpses and stored the flesh to eat later. 
He told the court in his trial, like, cut the meat up and put it. Oh, my God. Sorry about that. He he said he told the court in it, at his trial, he cut the meat up and put it in some Tupperware bowls, then put it in the freezer. He then claimed he mixed the woman's flesh with other animal meats and sold it to paying customers. He said, I opened up a little open pit beef stand. I had real roast beef and pork sandwiches. They were very good. The human body taste was very similar to pork. If you mix it together, no one can tell the difference. When supplies of a special meat dried up, he invited another prostitute, Rita Kemper, to his Baltimore trailer within the compound of a pellet company of a pallet company uh, in December 1996. God, I was 16. The six foot, uh, the six foot, six foot six. Wow, the six foot six monster then attacked her that's a big dude then attacked her he said i got her in there and started to rip her clothes off and knock the hell out of her she was screaming i just kept on laughing at her i turned around for a split second she ran out the door she was in and he's big dude he's not running out to this chick he's not running out to anyone there was an eight foot chain link fence chain link fence fence with barbed wire on top of it around the front there was a stack of wooden pallets next to the fence about 10 feet high. That bitch scaled those pallets like a monkey and jumped the fence and ran down to the main road. Camper, fleeing for her life, made it to a petrol station and called the police. Metheny didn't run and was arrested immediately, ending a reign of terror dating back to 1976. Kimberly Spicer's remains were found buried under the trailer not 10 feet from his own. Wait, Kimberly Spicer's remains were found buried under a trailer, not 10 feet from his own, from his own. And detectives could also pin the deaths of 28-year-old local woman, Tony Ingrassi, on him, too. So it would be three women he killed. He killed three women. These women must have, you know, not to, I'm not trying to make a joke out of this. Make light, make, uh, uh, you know, but these women must have been meaty, man. Because to, to get meat out of them, they can't. They couldn't be skinny, you know. And, oh, there's more. It says cops were shocked by his brutal attack on Kemper, but then he stunned them by claiming he had killed five people in just seven hours, two years before. Oh my God! This is why I carry a gun, man. Um, it, I mean, it just, it just, it just to to me, it just adds. It just helps. It it gives me a feeling that okay, I I just might survive. It just gives me that extra. Look, here's a chance. It gives me an, a chance. Like, here's your chance. Look, th there's a chance you might survive if you have this gun. If you don't, you have, like, 10% chance. You know, with a gun, is at least it's 50-50, and those odds are just a lot better for me. I think a women, especially if you're doing that kind of work, should carry something, kind of protection, you know? He said the bloodlust had hit him in July 1984 while working as a truck driver. He was living in South Baltimore, Maryland with his crack-addicted old lady, and their six-year-old son. One night, he arrived home late after doing some overtime, flicking on the light. He found the home was empty. His partner had gone, and she had taken their son with her. Six months later, a still furious Methony learned his ex had moved to the other side of the city with another man. Their son had been taken away by authorities due to neglect. He heard the couple might be living uh, rough under a bridge and went hunting for them with an axe. They were not there, he said, but the two homeless motherfuckers they got high with were down there. They were passed out on some old stinking mattress, and that's where they were when I left. Except they were dead from being chopped up. He then claimed he lured a prostitute 
under the bridge and opened and, and doped her up to try to get information. Anthony bragged. She acted like she didn't know. So I beat the hell out of her and raped her ass then killed her. Oh my God. But the bloody spree didn't end there. According to the cannibal killer, he then persuaded another woman down the bridge and viciously murdered her too. As he was hiding her corpse, he noticed an old man who, was, who had been fishing watching him. I grabbed a steel pipe and ran down on him and laid his head and laid his head wide open, said Metheny. Covered in blood, he then tied all the bodies to rocks and dumped them in the Patapsco River. He had killed five people in seven hours, what he called a very busy night. However, a lack of evidence meant Joe was not found guilty of any of these deaths in court. He was later charged with the murder of three women, Spicer, Magaziner, and Ingress Ingracia, and initially sentenced to death, but this was overturned to a life sentence on July 24, 2000. You know, we must like to spend money in this country. We must love, like, like we must have a, just an endless, just a factory just pumping out money. And look, I'm not trying to sound like a harsh bastard. But, again, just like my last podcast where these guys were doing horrible crimes and you heard them all. This guy, you just heard what this guy did in seven hours or in five hours, whatever. It doesn't matter if he did it in five years. You just heard what he did. But somehow, you're like, hey, no, 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 let's not kill him. Let's just leave him in here for life, alive, and feed him, and give him medical care and all that. Why? 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 He's proved multiple times that he cannot live in society. He's proved that he's unfit to have life. There's people who are clinging onto life, who are good people, who are dying from sickness and all kinds of stuff. We can't save them. This guy we're trying to keep alive. This guy, we can't kill him. We don't want to. We have an option, but we don't want to. We don't want to, we don't want to end him, even though he is a horrible, evil person who, if we let out, you and me both know that there will be more deaths. We know that. So, why? I don't understand. But anyway. Chillingly, Metheny has shown more pride than remorse when speaking of his crimes. He said, my murder rampage started out as a revenge, but ended up as a passion for the taste of blood and the overwhelming sense of power one gets from taking the life of another. When he was sentenced, he told the jury that after six months, he had dug up the skull of Kathy Magaziner, uh, then washed out the maggots. Oh, my goodness. Then washed out the maggots and made love to it. Seeing the look of horror, the depraved fiend then added the words, I'm sorry, I will never come out. Uh, oh, he said, the words I'm sorry will never come out, for they would be a lie. Wow. That's, uh, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know what this, this is crazy. It's just, you know, I'm looking at his picture right now. I might put it. I might put this picture as the, um, the, but this is crazy, man. This is crazy. This guy is bananas. Is no, this is more? This is not even. I, can, I don't even want to use the word bananas because I say, because I say that to my kids. Hey, you, hey, you guys are bananas. Like that's some kid shit. No, this guy is certifiably like not supposed to be alive. Like this guy was should have been taken down on the spot. On the spot. Like right there. Hey, hey, 
Take them down, police. You have all permissions from everybody, from the society and from government. Take them down. You will get a bonus. Every cop, any cop that takes them down will get a bonus. Any cop that makes him suffer will get a bigger bonus. Why is this, Why is he still alive? This was written in 2000. This is updated in 2016. So this was not too long ago. It was only, he's still alive? Let's look that up. Let's go ahead and look that up. I want to see if this guy is still alive because let me see. Let's see because mm, let's see. Yep. This guy is still alive. This guy is still alive. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Wait, there's a thing here. Oh, on August 2017, he was 62 years old. That's crazy. But he was found dead in his cell. So he is dead. Yes. Well, you know. I don't know. Am I supposed to feel bad? Am I supposed to be like, oh, man, may he rest? No. 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 You know what I mean? He's looking for his runaway wife and son. You know, there's things that push people to the edge, okay? But, you know, I, you know I've seen stories where... You know, uh, you know, people get pushed to the edge. Like, same scenario. Somebody, you know, maybe wife had taken the kids... Or 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 uh, the husband takes the kid, whatever, whoever. When there's kids involved, people lose their mind. You know, I understand. I'm a father, you know. But you know, you've got to have some form of self control. You've got to have some form of self control. You've got to have something inside you that you know moves that just will prevent you from doing stupid shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That tells you, okay, I'm I'm upset. You know, I'm, I I'm a stoic guy. I'm stoic. Okay, I for me to get upset, it takes a lot. For me to, I don't dwell on something. You upset? I'm not gonna dwell on it. You know, I'm not. Oh, you know what I mean? Um, it have to, I think it would have to be something out of this world. I don't know. I mean, this is big, but her taking the kid is not a. You know. It's definitely not a reason to go chop up some homeless people. It's not a reason to go make burgers out of prostitutes, you know. Um, but it's not a reason to go find her and kill her. Now, she was a crackhead. That's his fault for getting with a crackhead. Why would you get a crackhead pregnant? You know what I mean? Like you, there's. I'm a, I'm 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 a very when it comes to things and situations. People, are like, oh, you have no. Uh, no feeling. Your feelings are very minimal. Yeah, they are because there's certain situations where I feel, dude, you could have prevented this on yourself. You could have prevented everything. You you could have minimized the whole uh situation where you're gonna fucking go out and kill and chop up people and turn them into burgers. 
You know what I mean? You could have you could have prevented that mental anguish. You could have prevented that mental breakdown on yourself. You could have prevented people who did. You know. And again, I know revenge is sweet. Whatever. I'm not telling you go get revenge, but yeah, they took his son. He's upset. He, he obviously loved his son. He wanted to go chop people up for it and went crazy. But you know, you got a crackhead. You got somebody who was on drugs, pregnant. So that's partly on you. You met her. I'm more than sure that she was already on some shit when he met her. I'm almost... It wasn't like he met her and she was a stand-up woman and she was just a great woman and great... Uh, if she was a housewife, great housewife, or if she worked, she was just a working woman, great, and, you know, and she held down the household while he was gone. She worked, she paid some of the bills, and then she was raising the kid, then all of a sudden she fell off the wagon and just started fucking... She was doing this before. He met her. She was doing this before. And he decided, I'm going to freaking shoot the club up, nut up in her cream pie, and get her freaking pregnant. Right? Now I have a baby. I love the baby. Because, I mean, it's not the kid's fault at all. Never, don't, you can't blame the kids on what the adults are doing. It's, it's, it's the adults. The adults' fault. So... The baby's born. Now he loves the baby. But now he has a crackhead mom. The mom still wants crack. So she leaves She leaves him because he's probably not about that crack life. But still, he, he looked abusive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm judging a book by its cover. Maybe it's because of what I've read. But, you know, fast forward, she leaves him, whatever. He goes crazy. Because you, you bought that on yourself. Am I supposed to feel sorry? You bought that mental anguish on yourself. He didn't even kill the mom. He didn't even find her. He killed other people that knew her. He killed two people who got high with her. Who they shouldn't be getting high, but you know, whatever. He shouldn't have shouldn't killed them. They had their own situation. You know, they took his son away. Now he then he lost it. She she doesn't know how lucky she was. And the guy who she was living with. And then the other dude meets her too and then gets what oh you come on, man. Like attracts like, man. People. If you went listen, there's a lot of situations where and I've met a lot of women. I worked in a jail. I worked in a prison also as a as a correctional officer. I've seen the worst. I've seen not so bad. I've seen not bad. Just when you meet people, um, you know, especially, you know, women, men, whatever, men, when you meet women, when you meet men or whatever the hell you're into, you meet that person. Um, you can pretty much, you have about, I think you have a first, the first, you got the beginning, middle and end. And I don't know the exact time frame, but I would say the first couple of seconds the first 30 seconds of meeting somebody, you already know, am I going to keep talking to them? Whether the first, uh, in the first hour of that, of meeting that person, you think to yourself, do I want to keep them in my life? And how often do I want to talk to this person? You know what I mean? When that happens, okay, you know, that's how friends are made. You know, people meet people. Oh, we met some, you know, whatever, whatever. We're talking, um, you know, we, we're friends, okay. 
you meet somebody at work or you meet somebody, you get into a relationship with them. Just, I'm not giving you relationship advice. I'm just saying how I see it. You know, you meet them. You know, okay, they're nice. Um, there's situations where the person is nice the first year. Then all of a sudden they change. Well, you couldn't, you didn't see that, you know. Um, and then you're stuck in the relationship. I don't know why, but you're stuck. It's uh, for women. It's they find it very hard to get out. For some men, they find it hard to get out. You know, the women could be because women the the man's power is physical. Man's power. He threatens with physical harm. He threatens with you know, I'm gonna fucking do this. I'm gonna do that. And it, nine times out of ten, you know that scares the woman, and she's like, oh fuck, I can't leave. I'm stuck. If I leave, he's gonna kill me. He's gonna do hurt the kids. Blah blah blah. The woman's power is legal and is mental and legal man's power is mental and physical both have mental powers but men's power evil power is mental uh is mental and physical women's is mental and legal with women know that probably eight times out of ten in a custody battle they're gonna win eight times out of ten when it comes to calling in a domestic violence a woman's call will be handled differently than if a man calls and says hey she hit me you know when a woman calls says hey he hit me it's handled differently we know that let's be honest i'm not gonna try to get all social justice on you but a man's call is handled differently if a man calls they're gonna go in they're gonna ma'am did you did you hit him what's up what happened what's going on you know he, he can come out screaming hey man she's hit me she hit me you know, whatever, ma'am, look, ma'am, we're going to have to, you know, please, okay, calm down, ma'am, we're going to have to arrest you. When a man, when a woman calls, they're probably just going to go in and arrest the guy and then ask questions. That's how it works. You know? And let's be honest, most guys are bigger than women. So naturally, if the if you, you get a call saying, hey, this human does not even put his sex on him. This human who's bigger than the other human hit me. You're naturally going to detain that bigger human fast. You know? Because you, you you don't know what's happening. Okay. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, that that's the way it is. But when you meet somebody, man, you got to really assess them. Don't jump into things. Some people, oh, love at first sight. Get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Um, humans are... The craziest creatures on earth because just the way we think, you know what I mean? Um, you you got to be able to get out of a relationship, man. Like this dude, and it sounds like I'm taking his side. I'm not at all. I'm not. Fuck him. But he should have got out of it. He shouldn't have got her pregnant. Look, you got your crackhead? You're going to get her pregnant? A crackhead? Why? Crackhead's a crackhead. Let her... F- if. I'm not saying she's the worst thing in the world and she can't be fixed. She can't fix herself. But if she fixed herself and then she got out, she stopped that, she, you know, she's now getting her life straight, then okay. You meet her again. If she's a nice, if you really think she's a nice, we'll meet her again. But obviously you're not a nice, he wasn't a nice dude. So didn't matter. You know what I mean? This is crazy. This is one of the craziest stories. Just because it just shows a lot. It just, man, you, you get into, I've seen so many situations and, you know, especially with the woman, she's like, oh, I can't leave him. I was with him for 10 years. He was abusing me. God damn. Did we got, we got, you, man, look, 
women, use that power. When you, this guy's abusing you, use that woman power you know you have, that legal woman power, and use it right. You've got to do your homework, though. You can't just go out and be like, oh, he hit me. Because some the system, you have to work the system. It's Now, it's easier when the system starts to work for a woman to get her way when it comes to domestic violence. The problem that with domestic violence with women is that it's hard for women to get out of the of the violence. But once they're in the legal system, once they got the legal system behind them, that's it. It's done. It's a wrap for him. If if they work it right, it's a wrap for him. You know what I mean? It's a wrap for or him or her, whoever the hell's beating the hell out of you. Guys, you got to work a little harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, from the beginning, from when the police show up to the house, you got to work hard to be like, hey, look, she hit me. Unless she killed you already or cut off one of your hands or something. If she just punched you, you better have a, your, your eye better be the darkest blue, the biggest black and blue they've ever seen. You better have video. It better not, it better be more than a minute long. It better have a beginning, middle, and end, a title. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. It just is what it is, man. You know, you can, I don't know if people are getting triggered by this. I don't really, you know, care. But this is, it just, this story is crazy. It just blows my mind at the fact that he would get a crackhead pregnant, at the fact that he would go out and chop people up. You know, even though I, I've, I've, I've read about tons of serial killers. This is what I talk about a lot on this show. And... Is just insane. Crazy. I mean, deranged. God. I don't know. Born March 2, uh, March 2, March 2nd, 1955. He died on August 5th, 2017. He did die. I didn't even see that. I don't know why it took me to go all the way over here. Anyway, victims, two to ten victims. His crimes were from 1976 to 1996. Uh, he was apprehended in December 15th, 1996. That's crazy. Wow. But anyway, guys, that's it, man. I got to get going. I got things to do today. I got to pick up stuff for my mom. I got to get the kids and bring them to my mom. I got to go see John Wick 3 and all that good stuff. And as always, don't forget to like, subscribe. I'm about to go smoke a cigar. Follow me on social media. You know how it goes, man. And I will see you on the next smoke.